Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Girl, I am boiling. <laughs> it's so hot. Another summer, another virtual recording in late at night, so we're not sweating to death. Oh, actually, let me close my window. Classic. That's ha- that happened in the last episode as well. <laughs> I think it did. You were like, uh, you were like, oh, like, oh, I think I got up and closed the window or something. It was jokes. But anyway, yeah. Um, it's been hot it's been hot it's so many mosquitoes i don't know about you oh really yeah oh gosh i haven't i haven't wrestled with any yet um i just cut myself shaving the other day and then scratched my cut on the tube and it started bleeding again i was like excellent that's so good happy days and we're live so they make you nervous corky i'm a homosexual lesbian I'm a homosexual. I have loved you the way they said. You fancy gears? I'm having a proper full-on gay crisis. Hello, and welcome to Gay Actually. Thanks for being here. It's going to be a fun old gay time. Pitch Perfect is a lesbian musical film. (laughs) Of course, of course. I want to carry off badass lesbian chic like Kate Blanchett can. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome to Gay Actually. As part of the UK Film Review podcast, uh, I am Amber, and as always, I'm joined by the lovely Joyce. Hi. How's it going, girl? It's going great. As if we haven't spoken every day for like the past week. <laughs> yeah, we saw each other like two days ago. I know. For your birthday, 25, girl. How are you feeling? Um. Well, was it you that said at the picnic, at the picnic? Was it you at the barbecue that said that my brain is finished now? 
Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't me. Because um, anyway, I, my brain's finished now. So your brain is finished. <laughs> Happy days. How do you feel now? You're a fully functioning adult with a working brain. Oh my god, I don't know. Good stuff. I, I guess it's not working that well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good things. It's all good things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, we don't really have anything to catch up on because we recorded on Thursday or Friday. Was it Thursday? we recorded for the new episode which came out on monday on our gate actually channel if you haven't listened to it already go and have a gander we talked about the show faking it if you've not seen it do not worry we watched it so that you don't have to um there's you're not losing anything uh so feel free to come and have a listen it's all good um but yeah we recorded that and then it was your birthday and that was a lovely barbecue that you did excellent spread Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now we're chatting again. Uh, and it's like a billion degrees, but we're recording at 10 p.m. <laughs> um, because it's too hot. <laughs> it really is. During the day, like, who has the energy to do anything at all? Yeah, honestly, it is too much. I think the only consolation was an air conditioned office today. <laughs> yeah (laughs) good for you at least thank you so much (laughs) anyway uh happy pride month all for the spirit of pride month um we are going to be talking about the absolutely staple film if you are celebrating pride in the uk or anywhere really uh and that is pride uh the 2014 film directed by Matthew Warchus and written by Stephen Beresford. Um, it's also starring Bill Nye, Imelda Staunton, Dominic West, George McKay, who was in 1917, uh, and Andrew Scott, Hot Priest. Speaking of Hot, hot Priest, priest. We, I've just remembered you said you saw her and we didn't did. talk about that. It was quite far away, but um, if you listen to our last episode, I did. I did say I was over it and I was done with it, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I am. I still am. I'm totally over it. But at that point, I hadn't seen her in months, like at least six, seven months. And then I was walking somewhere Sunday morning, which is obviously Sunday church day. Um, Yeah, and I was like walking through the churchyard, like right after the service finished. And she was outside. Oh my god, did you say hello or did you just kind of watch oh, from yeah, afar? It was quite, it was quite far away. Oh and I was like, okay. Oh, there she is. Still alive. <laughs> well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Good times. Anyway, we have another hot priest in this film, Andrew Scott. He does not play a priest in this, thankfully. Um, <laughs> too many swoonings would have occurred. Um, but anyway, um, shall we just... Shall we just jump right in? Just we shall. Okay. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. So how much do you know about Pride history in the UK? Um, yes. Okay. That's question number one. Good, thank you. <laughs> good, good first question. Um, I would say I know a decent amount. I can't claim to know everything. Obviously, it's very important that we learn from generations before. Um, I think Pride was a very good introduction to as a film 
to that kind of history because obviously it came out in the UK the year same-sex marriage was legalized in the UK and also like around the time I realized I was gay and I remember watching the film I remember like a big hype for before it came out because like we haven't really had a proper mainstream film like this before like this was kind of a pioneering one um, and it brought a lot of coverage to Gays the Word, the bookshop in London. Would recommend if no one's been. Excellent selection of books and they have queer events on all the time. This is a gay shout out. Um, they're lovely in there as well. Um, and yeah, I think I think you can always know more. But that was a very good starting point for me. I think not least because it kind of reframed the whole Thatcher government not just queer people were being persecuted, but there was also a whole group, like a whole load of mining communities across the UK. Like it was a very prevalent industry, particularly in working class communities across the UK. Um, And they were closing mines and, you know, they were going on strike and we're very familiar with strikes in the UK now (laughs) in, in, in recent years. Oh girl. So, and like it, it kind of, kind of reframed a lot of things, but also as well, it kind of contextualized, what we weren't our generation wasn't taught at school is that this the world lost a whole generation because of AIDS and HIV. Like thousands of LGBTQ plus people were dying. And um the government did nothing about it. So not to get depressing straight off the bat, but this is a film that kind of not just brings awareness to those things that happened 40 plus years ago, but also like celebrates that these communities came out the other side through working together. And that's very nice. But anyway, what did, did you know anything before? Amazing. Um, not much to be honest. Yeah. Not much. Um, I think this film as well introduced me to a lot of things that I didn't know yet. And I think the most important thing about this film is how it draws attention to what Pride is really about, which, Mm -hmm. to be honest, I think um, we're kind of in a year right now where Pride should be more um, inflammatory and like, yes, a bit more like a protest because of the trans issues that have been um, going on. Exactly. Recently, they have just like really, there's been such a rise of hate. but unfortunately it kind of crept up as well i feel like i mean maybe not for the trans community that's kind of always been there um yeah but it like really exponentially grew in the loudness of the hateful voices at least did yes um definitely which is obviously a big big problem that is an issue right now um but i'm pretty sure as as we all are that pride is not going to really be about that no, and like it's really important to remember, isn't it, that Pride began as a protest. It was people like Marsha P. Johnson, for example, that pioneered the Stonewall Stonewall riots and then also, yeah, kind of led to more global protests. And, you know, Pride still is a protest in some countries. Think like Uganda, for example, where it's now very illegal and even punishable by death. And, yeah. you know, they have a Pride and that is literally a protest and also like life threatening it's very powerful um and it, like whilst films like pride show that also like like pride should be a celebration it's important to remember like our roots as queer people and like the people that came before us no matter who they are 
they were all working together for like a common goal for common equality across across everything which is it's why it frustrates me that like some some gay people can't support trans rights and i'm like baby girl you were all there in the 70s and 80s fighting for the same thing what's changed nothing yeah. like come on yeah exactly trans rights exactly exactly very frustrating but anyway have you you've seen this film before right yes i watched it um a couple of years ago i'm i'm gonna say six years ago okay um i didn't know about it until i moved here right um yeah i don't know if it's like very i don't know if it's is it known outside of the uk or is it like a very uk film i don't know but it is a very uk film like i think it's one of those films that very much captures I mean, I wasn't alive in the eighties, so I don't know. But it's what it captures what I imagine it was like in the eighties. Everyone's like, "Oh, Thatcher!" Blah, blah. Everyone's like, you know, you've got a really intense background of poll tax riots and the AIDS crisis um, and the miners' strikes. It's all kind of coming to a point. It's a very, very polarizing time and then that you kind of get the because the film is set in london and in wales in a small mining community in wales and you really get the sense of those same feelings but in two different contexts but anyway i watch this film like twice a year every year i feel like it's one i love that for you i think i think it just kind of yeah i i watched it at that pivotal time where I was learning more about myself and the community and same-sex marriage was legalized and it was kind of like a here's an origin story look how far we've come it was a very positive time I mean I think we're still better than how they were back then in 1984 yeah yeah but we are I mean that what I'm not sure about is if we're actually regressing or if um we just live in a world where voices can be louder now. I don't know if there's more mm. haters, but their voices are louder. And hate generally is just louder than love. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a really good point. I think you're right because I feel like the last few years, like take Twitter, for example, I feel like I cultivated a real queer cinema echo chamber on my Twitter feed. But now that all of that stuff has changed with social media and like Twitter has kind of changed ownership, if you will, (laughs) I'm finding that it's a lot more unregulated. So I'm getting a lot of anti-trans things on my feed, which I never would have had before. It's it's really jarring. It's really horrible. Even anti-gay things sometimes. And I try and report like (laughs) someone, what someone I know does is every time they see something on LinkedIn or on um, Twitter, that's homophobic, transphobic, whatever, he'll report it first of all, but then try and find the manager of the company they work for Oh my god! And message them, and be like, like "Just soon." And I think everyone should do this. I think it's really important. Like, you can say you're an ally, and you can say that you support gay rights, trans rights, whatever. But like, act on it. Like, are you an active ally? If not, 
should you be? And I'm not saying like shout out all the haters on social media because I mean, who's got time for that? But like, if there's little things that you can do to help, like, and also like a lot of these people have like fake like troll accounts, so it's really hard to find the company they work for or who they are. Like, I'm not it's that honestly- savvy with it, but so embarrassing for them that they have to make a troll account just so they can hate on the internet but anyway um shall we delve into the film itself should we give a little summary of pride yeah how are you feeling i'll I'll let you take this one okay girl i'll do it i'll do it this is your thing you watch this one twice a year oh girl go for it i do love this film i think this was a, a this film was definitely a safe haven for me as a teenager for sure um, nice. I think this is a really good safe haven. Well picked. Mine was Titanic, which is a straight film. <laughs> and I still cry at it. So I love that for you. I still cry at this film. Um, I think if people have seen It's a Sin, um, and they want something a bit less intense but still just as impactful, then if you've not seen Pride, this is a really good film. I mean, I feel like everyone's seen Pride, but. If you haven't, watch it now and come back and listen to this. We'll wait. Bye. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed. I know it's so good, right? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time we've made this joke on the podcast. I think think it's great. I think we should do this every episode, Emily. (laughs) We really should. I love it. Um, (laughs) With faking it, you didn't have to watch it. But Pride, you do. Very important. Um, So let's dive right in. So the film itself, it's kind of got two different uh, narratives at first. So um, we kind of start with Joe Cooper. Well, Joe Cooper is the protagonist, right? I like to say that Joe is the audience, which I love. Okay. Because he he tu- he's turning is it starts on his 20th birthday. And he is kind of being like, "Oh, we're like, oh, where's he going? Why does he look so scared?" He's got the train into London for the Pride march. Um and there he runs into um uh, a community of sorts. Um but kind of alongside that um, is a gay activist Mark Ashton now Mark was a real person and you'll find this throughout the film um, most of the characters were real people are real people, a lot of them are still alive yeah so Mark Ashton was an incredible figure for the queer community in the 80s um, he was a very staunch gay activist uh, he did a lot of campaigning he was kind of the figurehead of what we're going to go on to talk about in the film um, but the film kind of begins with him watching the news about the miners' strike. Now, the miners' strike, for those who don't know, I mean, a lot of our UK listeners will know. Thatcher decided to close a bunch of mines that 20,000 people lost their jobs basically in one day. So then um, a lot of other miners started striking in solidarity. Yes. It uh, It was one of the most major industrial action events in the country. Uh, and that's saying something now because we have strikes like every week in the UK now. <laughs> but uh, the minor strike kind of set a precedent. It it went from it went for a year, March nineteen eighty four to March nineteen eighty five. So this is when the film is set. Um, and 
over 11,000 people were arrested as a result of these strikes. Uh, Six people died. Um, It was a time where the police and the miners really, really butted heads, much like the police and the queer community butted heads. I'm going to use queer as an umbrella term sporadically throughout this. Um, But Mark Ashton, at the start of the film, realises that the police have stopped harassing the gay community because their attention is elsewhere in the mining towns where they're all striking. So when Joe goes to Pride for the first time, he bumps into... Mark and his friends. Um, and Mike is there as well. Mike is a very important character. Um, and he spontaneously arranges a bucket collection uh, at, for the miners during the Gay Pride Parade in London. And then this leads him to found Lesbians and Gays Support the Miners, or LGSM, which was a real initiative during this time. Um, because they they basically saw commonalities in the struggle. They were fighting to be recognised, fighting for um, an equality and fighting against the government and the institution that was persecuting them. Um, so Joe kind of gets, he's 20-year-old closeted student, gets sucked into this huge fight for justice alongside um, several other gay men, one lesbian, Steph, who I fancied so hard as a teenager, Really? See, yes, of course. She's so fun. And then, so they use as their headquarters, "Gays the Word," which I mentioned earlier, uh, and that was run by an older gay couple, Gethin and Jonathan. Um, and they're really cute. And Jonathan Blake, uh, is uh, a real man. He was one of the first people. Um, in the UK to be diagnosed with HIV. He is also one of the oldest surviving people with HIV. He's still alive. Yes. Anyway, so chaos ensues from there. Um, what do you think about the whole beginning of the film, Joyce? Because it is just like Joe really gets chucked in the deep end. Because also, yeah. like, at that time in the UK, you had to be 21 and over to be openly gay and to also have sex if you were gay they didn't change the age of um consent until 2001 that is insane isn't it yeah isn't it mad well steph says 16 for the breeders 21 for the gays which is a line that's always stuck with me there's so many iconic lines in this script oh i wrote so many lines down in my notes oh it's so good we can get we can get into those absolutely um but yeah it 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 kind of you get the sense that he has to be really careful with what he's doing he's supposed to be going to catering college but then he's skipping out to go to lgsm events and like hang out with his gay friends he's like really found his people but it has to be a complete secret and that was the reality for so many gay people in that time yeah, and imagine then it's like the eighties. There's no smartphones and social media, but now this it's it would almost be virtually impossible to assume that no one would see you. Um, so yeah, that must be scary. Even even then, you know, this papers, this violence, especially back then at Pride. But he's he's excited, and I feel like he's come to a point, and we don't really get to notice about him, but we feel like he's come to a point that he's kind of accepting of himself, albeit not having any experiences yet, really. And he's trying to, like, kind of get that. 
experience. So it's the 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 beginning has a lot of energy at the beginning of the film. Like like something is brewing, you know. Yeah, it's so nice and it's kind of relatable as well when you're first dipping your toe into the world. And it's like very overwhelming but also very exciting and it must have as you say there was no smartphones it must have been felt so much more immersive. I prefer now when it comes to pride. But... Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, ain't ain't no doubt. Um it's easier to find community, isn't it? Um, whereas then, lots of hints, lots of like hushed whispers behind closed doors, and also yeah. like the aggression that they experience. Like, gaze the word gets bricked. Like the amount of times like things have been chucked through the letterbox or whatever. And so, LGSM, led by Mark, kind of decide that they want to support miners, so they start calling up the miners. But obviously no one wants to be supported by people in the gay community. And then also, so there's a divide there, but then also people in the gay community are like, oh, like I grew up in a mining village and I was like beaten up every day. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, kind of, I don't want to help the community that scorned me kind of thing, which is yeah. understandable. Very. I think it's, it's very tricky. Um I don't like as in I don't even know what I how I would feel how I would do yeah um, supporting it I think I mean Mark has this whole angle and I think it's this is why he's such an interesting person and character but he has this mm. interesting angle of, of finding relatability and therefore kind of two maybe two small enemies against one big enemy yeah you know like there's strength in numbers so even though Definitely. you don't necessarily get along or you don't have a good past together. Mm. Um, still teaming up can still defeat the big enemy, and they have the same interest. Like they have interests in common. You know, they're both yeah. um, minorities being attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so so true. I think that's that. But that's hard to convey when there's a lot of feeling. And I think for a lot of people that we see walk out in that scene that decided don't want to join LGSM. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's understandable and that, and the film doesn't really antagonize them either which I think is no good. I think it's good that they kind of just let it lie because also like Mark is just kind of like okay that's your history that's fine there is just kind of a quiet acceptance that that is just the way it is and that yeah. is nice you got to support everyone um so the miners don't want to associate with the LGSM um but then I think what happens is one of the old one of the ladies picks up the phone and they, they finally get a hit. Um but so then they go they decide to take the donations directly to the small um mining village. Oh, I can't pronounce it. It's near Port Talbot in Wales. It's like on the wind. It's. Um, I think it's pretty. Unwin. The way they pronounced it in the film, it was pretty straightforward. What is it? How do you spell? O N L L. Win. Oh, Dulé. Dulé Valley is all I remember from the film. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. It's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's in Wales. Um, yeah. and so. They meet. So there's this really funny moment when they go all the way to Wales in their like little van, um, and then they all meet for the first time, and 
Di Donovan is the spokesperson for the miners in in this little village. Um, and I oh no, I think. Oh, let me try and remember. He meets them for the first time, I think, in London. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, so LGSM, what does that stand for?" Then, <laughs> and then it just cuts, and you're like. <gasps> Oh, it's so funny. This film is so funny, to be mm. honest. It is so good. But then he's like a little bit taken aback. But then he's like, you know, actually, we're really grateful. And then he had he does a little speech in a gay bar, which is hilarious. Uh, such a good speech. Oh, my the God. The drag queen is iconic. Yes. And then everyone... There's more like... feminine in this bar than in the bars back home. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot more women in here. Everyone's like, oh. oh god! And then that's when the cause kind of takes off because they get to speak to the community, and it's like, oh yeah, no, it's all good. Um, and then, so then you know they 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 make a really big donation, and then the women's support group back in the village, led by. Hafina Heden and Maureen Barry, they deb- they're debating whether or not to invite LGSM to the village as a thank you. Um, and Hafina and like her kind of allies in the group are all like, yeah, we should invite them, blah, blah, blah. But then Maureen and her supporters are like, makes me feel sick, like really anti-gay, <laughs> all of this stuff. And then we meet Shan James, first time volunteer for the WI or the women's group and she really speaks up in favor of them and then as a result because of her like big acceptance she's asked to join the committee the committee as a result uh Sean James uh is uh, a real uh politician for the Labour Party she was MP for Swansea East uh, from 2005 until 2015 she's always been a fierce ally of the LGBTQ plus community she was um, I mean she's very prevalent she's like a third voice in this film uh, she's iconic we love she's Sham. great I love the definition her. of an ally um, she's so good like she's just there like well it makes sense to me they made the biggest do- donation we should invite them and then and then Hafina's like and who the bloody hell are you because <laughs> oh she just kind of speaks oh it's such an iconic it's I such an iconic love scene. all I love all of them so much Hafina oh Hafina's played by Amanda Stone- Stanton isn't oh, she yeah. like she's so good in this film so good. I love I love the ladies in the comedy. Gwen, the old lady that picks up the phone. Yes. She is lady. this old white lady. Oh, has no idea what's going on. It's just vibing. She's like, die, your gays have arrived. <laughs> and then I love they're it. all there oh. and they're denim like, what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's so fun. Oh, it's so good so so good where do we even begin this plot there's so much to it where do we even go next yeah okay well we can talk about um i mean them coming to the village is a big deal obviously Mm -hmm. this is um because you're basically immediately faced with this like okay this is not easy nothing about this is simple yeah um 
the miners, a lot of them are rejecting this idea that they're being helped by gay people. Yeah, half of them um, are really hostile, aren't they? They're really, really fr- frosty. That's it. But very slowly, and we see this in just like a nice montage, we see them starting to open up yeah. towards our gays and lesbians. Well, it's because Jonathan is, he's got like a theatre background. He's a little bit older, but like he was like a fierce gay in the 70s um when disco was big but he dances with all the women and they're like i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. All over him, absolutely loving it, and all the guys are like, "Can you teach me how to do that?" Then. <laughs> They all want to learn how to dance because they yeah, all want to petition be... for you to have this Welsh accent the entire episode. <laughs> My Welsh accent isn't that good. Um, I can't remember if it's North or South Wales. I think it's North. I think it's, it's South. No, it is South. I meant to say South. Because Gethin is from North Wales, which becomes yeah. important later. Um, but yeah, um, they're all like, oh, can you teach me how to dance? And he teaches the guys how to dance and like that's how they get the girls and it's so cute yeah love it love that little bit of solidarity anyway this is this is a great thing about this they're like they're like unapologetically themselves um i think someone even mentions at some part we should try being less flamboyant Mm -hmm. and then jonathan is like by flamboyant do you mean gay (laughs) (laughs) and like don't be stupid that's that's ridiculous and they are just being themselves they don't yeah they don't they don't tone it down for anyone no it's so unapologetic yeah and this is why they they find their way into the community mm-hmm. because the others start to kind of see them first of all as normal people but also very much as people with their own unique new things to bring to the community and this fun and this joy and this like exactly also protests and yes yeah. speaking of protests as well um because um a couple of the miners are being held in police custody um and then they're kind of talking about it and jonathan says well they can't do that um because and he kind of shares his knowledge of harassment laws and abuse of police power and like how long they can legally hold you before they need to have like they need to charge you or they need to like go to court or whatever because obviously he knows all of that because he's in the queer community where they're used to being just picked up off the street and arrested when they shouldn't be because it's not illegal. They're used to being treated like crap by the police. So then that helps the mining community. Then, and Sean goes down to the police station 
and saying you're illegally detaining these minors you need to release them so then they do and then that kind of helps the relationship between LGSM and the mining community as well because the miners are actually really grateful that you know this group of gays managed to help them get released from prison um exactly and this is where yeah. that that thing comes in again of sharing that knowledge like this group has been um attacked by political power but also the police yeah. for ages they have experience they know what it's like and they yeah. come to support the miners and they see that they could they get to see they're giving us support because they know what we're going through they've they've been there exactly so kind of find that solidarity in in shared experiences mm-hmm. yeah oh it's beautiful i love this film so much tis, tis. i love it so much all the while they're going backwards and forwards on visits to wales and joe is like oh yeah they're sending me on a field trip for my like catering college <laughs> and then he comes oh God, back with these shop-bought pastries and his mom's like oh these are really good and he's like hiding all of his pictures and his childhood books and record sleeves and stuff it's so cute but also i'm like <gasps> and then he gets kicked out of catering college and i'm like oh my god like oh they're so yeah it's very intense for joe yeah the guy's only 20 years old oh my god he's when he comes back from the weekend with the at, at the miners in wales yeah he says to his mom i had the best weekend of my life <laughs> She's and his like- mom is like making pastry yeah. <laughs> she's like okay he's found his calling but also a bit strange but i it's so nice that you get to see it through like his lens and through his perspective you get to kind of see this especially like our generation and i mean people that weren't kind of experiencing that at the time you get to see through his new eyes this like incredible partnership and it feels really fresh and real and like you just want to give all the characters a big cuddle. And there's so many characters we haven't talked about. Like the lovely uh, female same-sex couple. Um, everyone is a lesbian at heart. <laughs> Every woman is a lesbian at heart. Every woman is a lesbian at heart. Including Reggie's mom. Oh my god, this song has always stuck with me after I watched that film. I like on this recording app you've called yourself Reggie. I yeah, I was gonna I wanted to call myself Reggie's mom, but then I pressed end like space or enter, I don't know. And by accident. And now I can't change it. But anyway, I'm Reggie's mum in spirit. Because I am Incredible. a lesbian at heart and everywhere and else. And just in life. <laughs> just, just, I mean, I just try to live by the it. stuff I'm wearing I mean? looks like the lesbian flag and the trans flag together. I was thinking that when I saw that And I'm earlier. like, lesbians supporting trans rights. I think so. Mm-mm-mm. See, this is the allyship we need now. Yes, honey. Yes. Because we're one community. We're one yes. community. Yes. Yes. Anyway, yes. Um, let's carry on. Where are we up to? There's so, so much drama that happens. Oh, yeah. They just got back from their first trip. Mm-hmm. That's where we got to. Um, Maureen, the homophobe, contacts the tabloids. And then the National Union of Miners end up where. I end up voting on whether to accept funding and support from LGSM and that's really stressful uh, that actually yeah. they get sab- the village gets sabotaged and then they vote to refuse so like 
it's really upsetting basically like everyone is like separated and upset and they've all made really good friends like the women go and visit london like so these new experiences this is so sad because this vote is the day after they host a ball uh, called a ball a festival (laughs) a ball go what period drama is this (laughs) um they host an event called pits and perverts real event actually happened iconic i love that i want a pits and perverts (laughs) t-shirt Oh my god i want a pits and perverts festival yeah um but the idea is that the 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 and we we still have this now but words that are used against you by like media by haters mm-hmm. whatever people to reclaim them you know and make them your own so minors um like pits was like the negative connotation to talk about minors yeah and then obviously perverts for gays so they organize a festival called Pits and Perverts. And Mark even says, when someone calls you a name, you take it and you own it. And I really love that reclamation of language. I think it's yeah. like, obviously, it's kind of up to individual choice. Like, I know we've been using the word queer. That's a word that some of us have reclaimed and used as an umbrella term to describe LGBTQIA+. plus people um not everyone likes the word because of how it was used in the past much like other words that i wouldn't use but it's all personal choice isn't it and i but i do like in this film that it's kind of like we will use language and reclaim it to suit our needs and who we are and that's nice yeah love it yeah um also So there's a moment where Mark bumps into a former boyfriend and it's unspoken, but the implication is that he is dying of AIDS. Yeah. And then you're, and then you kind of think, oh, and you kind of, he kind of derails after that. He kind of skips town, kind of isn't heard from for a while. Um, and we kind of we kind of get a lot of moments like this. Gethin, who initially refused to participate in LGSM and go to Wales, he then flips and attempts to campaign alone and then is beaten up and ends up in the hospital. And then Joe is outed as gay because his mum finds all of his pictures from the campaigns. And they basically keep him under house arrest, which is horrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's almost like, I don't know what's worse, like being kicked out or being like held hostage. And they all like try and like call for him. Like Steph goes round and is like, can you let him know his friend's in the hospital? And his mum just doesn't. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's so horrible. Like, because the implication is that, oh, if he's in the hospital, he must have AIDS. Gross. Like, it's freaking horrible yeah um and yeah, everything kind of goes bad for everyone all at once the yeah min- so the miners this is the same time that the vote happens and the and the miners no longer can accept support yeah and then Which, maureen if i can just say for a second yeah what I a- <laughs> but oh then- my god that that's kind of it kind of all comes to a head in that moment and then we land in march 1985 the strike is over joe happens to see the news but like 
his you can, his mum says, Joe, did you hear the news? Thank God for that. And you're like, oh, you don't even know. You don't even know. You live oh, in your little suburb, Bromley home. Off. They live. She lives in Bromley. Like, shut up. Like, yeah, you don't even know. Yeah. Like, the strikes are just an inconvenience to all of you. Like, it's people's lives. Honestly. People's lives and, like, livelihoods and families. But, but Joe sneaks off you. to the village. It shows you that these people are against gays and against minors. This is why they they have the common enemy. Like anyone that deviates from the norm. That's it. Anyone that doesn't serve them is vile. But then he goes and he goes to to Shan's, and Shan drives him back to London in the LGSM donated van, and then which says gays and lesbians on it. Yeah. Iconic, and it, like he turns up at like his niece's. It's like his niece's christening that's being held at the parents' house. <laughs> but then, Shan is the one that tells him that Gethin's been in the hospital because he didn't know, and everyone thought that he'd skipped out. But it was just because he was outed, and but his his leaving scene is iconic. When he leaves yes. home, he says it's time. He gets Shan to drive directly up to the home when they've got loads of family and friends around. And he goes right up and his mum is really embarrassed. And it's like, oh, she deserves it. And he gets all of his stuff. Um, and everyone's really mean to him. And he's like, I'm I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm going. And it's it's very emotional, but it's not upsetting. Because he's decided he's finally taking ownership of a decision for himself. This is it. Um, and he leaves he a, and he smiles. Yeah. Um, when he was in the village, he had a conversation with Mark, who was there as well, disguised and didn't want On the DL, wasn't he? On the DL. But yeah. Joe saw him and they talked and Mark told him that he's running instead of leaving. And this is the whole point, right? He ran away from the house to come to the village. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've left. I'm, I'm done now. But he, he wasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't left. He ran away. So then, this is why he needs to go back yeah. and actually leave. And he tells his mom, he says, I hope we get to be friends in the future. Oh, um, so sad. I hope It is heart-wrenching. I mean, Joe's this- not a real character. But if he was, like, I hope that there was some reconciliation for some people. Because I know in so many cases there wasn't. And, you know, like these young gay men would die or move away and never speak to their families again. Sometimes their families wouldn't even know what happened to them. That's so sad. It's really heartbreaking. It's a Sin is a really poignant example of that, I think. We could do an episode on It's a Sin on Gay, actually. We should talk about It's a Sin. Yeah. But I I actually don't know if I can rewatch it because I sobbed. It was so heartbreaking. But it really gives you a sense of all of these young men would just disappear. And you'd be like, oh, I haven't seen this guy in a while. They've been dead for a year. Yeah. And it's like, I think Pride very subtly touches on that, but doesn't really go into it because it's more about solidarity and hopefulness. It's a different tone. But we should talk about It's a Sin at some point. If anyone's interested, let us know. And we'll talk about it on our Gay Actually channel. Um, so, I mean, 
we're kind of coming towards the end. We've kind of we've done a very whistle stop tour of Pride. <laughs> do you want to talk about the ending, or do you want to talk about more of the characters before we get there? Um, the ending. Do you mean the montage at the end? Oh no, the Pride March. Okay. Yes. 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 Sorry, I just got my memory just kind of went away. It's so good. So, um, we flash flash forward a year. It's 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, it's London Pride. Woo! London Pride mm-hmm. is on the 1st of July. I might go. Are you going? Yes, I am going. Yay! Woo! Um, yeah, so it's Pride again. Um, and our group, uh, with Joe included now, because Joe is back, and Mark. Yes. And Mark has also decided to rejoin the group. Um, they're all standing on the field with their banner about the, mm-hmm. the miners. And they get to hear that politics are no longer allowed at Pride, which, first of all... Politics is Pride. This is exactly what I was saying at the start here. Um, It shows that Pride is changing and often forgetting its roots, right? Yes. It needs to remember its roots. But they then decide that they can march in the back with their banners. And then one of the organizers comes up to them and says... You cannot walk in the back. You have too many people. And they're like, huh? And these coaches of miners from all around the country start driving up the fields, unloading their miners with their banners to support the gays and the lesbians and all the queers at Pride. And the lovely old lady gets out of the van and goes... Where are my lesbians? Where are my lesbians? And it's the most iconic quote of everything ever. And then she gives them a big cuddle. She gives the lesbian couple. Well, I think that I think one of them is bisexual, but she gives them a really big cuddle. And it's really cute, and they're all really happy, and they all march together, and and it's all it's solidarity forever. Ever. And they've yeah. got the miners' flags with the handshakes, which is like solidarity. The labor shake, yeah. Oh, amazing! So beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah, like imagine in in the eighties, all these miners. Like imagine, picture what what you think a miner is like. All these miners coming to march in pride in the eighties. How mad is that? Incredible! Like the fact that that actually happened. Actually, groundbreaking, and it shows it shows the impact of what these groups did for each other. Like it's beautiful. Is absolutely beautiful. Oh, anyway, so we have a few updates at the end. So there are a few real characters. So the closing scenes. This just comes up with writing on the screen, which I think makes it more powerful and impactful. You can kind of see where this pride much went like the impact of this pride march and what what it had and what this partnership between the miners and LGSM had the labor party they weren't in power at the time um but they incorporated rights for gays and lesbians into their party program due in part due to a massive vote which was lodged by the national union of mine workers so because of this work that they did the mine workers really pushed for them to have greater equalities and inclusivities then Shan was elected to parliament and she served as an MP until 2015 
Um, Jonathan Blake is still alive. He's 73 today, um, which is wonderful. Uh, despite one of the, despite one of the first people in the UK to be diagnosed with HIV, it wasn't a death sentence for him, and it isn't a death sentence now. Um, but Mark Ashton, um, unfortunately, he died just two years later after this film was set, and he was only twenty six. So awful. He was younger than us when he was doing all of this incredibly groundbreaking work, and he was around the same age of us when he died. And, like, what a legacy he's left. But also, think of how much more he could have done. And there's so many characters we haven't talked about as well. Like, Mike, Mark's best friend, who's just, like, ride or die the whole way. Stephanie, who was the token lesbian of the group. Iconic. <laughs> the L in LGSM. I put the L in LGSM. She was a real person, but I think her character is only very loosely based on the real person. Um, I think there's a lot of artistic license um, from what I've heard. Um, Jeff, the absolutely camp king who was such a hit with all of the welsh kids yeah um and we've got we haven't even talked about cliff bill nye's character who's maureen's maureen's brother-in-law cliff because her husband died her husband and cliff's brother died in the mines Mm. um and Cliff, there is a beautiful scene. It is probably my favourite scene in the whole film and one of my favourite scenes of all time. So Cliff and Hafina are buttering like bread for sandwiches and it's like very, they're sat side by side. It's very rhythmic, like he'll butter it, pass it to her, she'll cut it into triangles and they're just having a conversation about being gay and like these these young kids and that being gay and all of that stuff and there's a silence and cliff just goes really quietly he just says i'm gay and hafina she slightly pauses but doesn't stop what she's doing she doesn't they don't look at each other and she just goes i know i've known for a while now and it's fine and then they look at each other and he he's never said it out loud before He's kept it. He's he's an old man. He's kept it in all that time, and just that look of each other, that look of acceptance and relief in his face. That this event that's happened in his community means that he can actually vocalize it to someone that he trusts. It like it gets me every time. It's so so powerful and so nice, and like that is why language and exposure is so important still even like having those examples and that actual physical representation and that community is life-changing and it was for cliff him being like just being able to be like yeah you know what i'm gay and that's fine and it's there's no consequence and he's an absolute king and i love it so much well said so true i love that scene so beautiful are there any mm-hmm. other characters that we haven't talked about? I feel like we have we really did a whistle-stop tour of that film. We did. Um, Is there anything else you want to add? 
This is one I just wrote down so many quotes of the in this film. Please say them. Please say excellent. them. Excellent. Um there's one bit where they're the miners and I think it's Hafina. Um mm-hmm. but they're driving the miners and I think it's Hafina, it could be Sean Sean. They're driving in the van <gasps> oh, to go to the mines. I know what you're the saying. Donated van. Yeah. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> the van that has been donated by LGSM. <laughs> And um, there's this car that pulls up next to them and kind of makes um, a joke about who's the lesbian or whatever. And then um, Hafina says, we're just off to Swansea for a massive les-off. <laughs> That's right. Just, we're just off to Swansea for a massive les-off. It's Sean, isn't it? Is it Sean? No, it is, it is Hafina. It is Hafina. It's the way she says, les-off. It's so good. Oh my god, I love it. also puts up with so much. He just barely says anything. Because there's one point where Jonathan and Gethin send a card and it's like a big muscly man like that's naked. Yeah. And it, and then she's like, she like rings him and it's just like, I wanted to thank you for the Christmas card. My husband especially enjoyed it. And he's just there in the background with his tea like, oh, God's oh, sake, woman. Like, it's just so good. Like It's just that so like quiet, good. like, British acceptance, just like oh, just let them get on with it. Like, and I rate it. I rate it so hard. Like mm-hmm. live and let live. Live and let live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> there's this really really funny bit in the at the start as well where Gwen, the old lady, mm-hmm. um, is asking the two girls that are together in a couple, <laughs> asking them, "I've been told this one thing about lesbians, and I just really want to know if it's true." I've been told that all lesbians are vegetarians. <laughs> and they're like, well, actually, we're both vegan. Some of us are vegans. And she's like, that's too much. <laughs> it's so funny. So I've been told good. that lesbians are vegetarians. <laughs> well, in my case, yes, that's correct. Yes, you are a vegan. You made a lovely just... vegan pasta salad on Saturday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just think it's so iconic. I love it. There's just so many good lines in this film. It's just really fun. This is why oh, everyone yeah. should watch it. Because, th- and this is the thing: the film knows when to stop with the laughing and the jokes and yes. get serious. It's the and perfect it's just tone. So well done. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because there's so much laughing and joy, which the queer community is that mm-hmm. it is laughing and joy. But there's so many issues. And this is, it is literally called Pride for that reason. Pride is about celebrating and having fun and enjoying and drinking and laughing. But, like, we can't forget why Pride is there. And this film encapsulates yeah. all of that. It also encapsulates such a pivotal moment in UK history for LGBT rights. Like, this mm. is the moment where things slowly but surely started to shift. And granted, it didn't get there for a very long time. In the Thatcher government, she introduced something called Section 28. And I think we talked about Section 28 before in a previous episode. But it basically meant that it was not... Being gay or any type of gay issue was not allowed to be discussed in schools or places of education. So that meant that kids could be completely ostracized for who they were and teachers could lose their jobs and teachers did lose their jobs for even speaking about sexuality let alone admitting their own sexuality and that was only repealed in 2003 so our generation now and the generation 10 years before us are growing up with that legacy of where do we stand with 
queer rights, especially in a, a school setting, do we teach kids about this? Do we not? I feel like it's better now for kids, but there's still like it's important to recognize the joy and the pride and celebrate who we all are. But it's also important to remember. Yeah. Exactly. Well said. Thank you. Do you, do you have any final thoughts? Not not to end on a serious note. Um yeah, no, I think what I just said before that is basically my final thoughts. I think it's just a really good film. And I get that it's your comfort film that you want to watch twice a year. I totally get it. Honestly, it just I think it's a comfort film and also just a reminder to stay present. Like it's important to just remember that celebration and remember that remember those issues. Um, I want to quickly talk about this thing um, because it is Pride this month and I just want I just think this is um, a great time to put it out there but I met this amazing person called Jude um, a few weeks ago and Jude is um, non-binary and um, a campaigner uh, activist um, very lovely amazing person and they were telling me about um, a campaign that they've started, a solidarity campaign called Trans People Are Loved, oh. which is basically a hashtag that they've created for allies. So people that are not that don't identify as trans necessarily, but want to show support and show their allyship for trans people. Um, and their motto is the idea that hate is loud, but love can be louder. So they've created this hashtag um, and they're appearing in magazines. Um, I think Pink News, Diva. Wow. I love those both. Yes. Campaigning really hard to get to spread this message, basically. What's the hashtag so again? To, it's hashtag trans people are loved. That is lovely. Yeah. I think this um, this Pride Month, like I said before, I think it's very important that we um, really think about what's happening right now in the world and how scary it is out there for trans people right now it's also a reminder that any rights that we are, are afforded can just be taken away literally we are not that. safe just because we have rights right now yeah anything can be taken away we're seeing it in the trans community right now it's literally happening in this country right now and that's really important so thank you for um, bringing that up Joyce on that note thank you so much for listening to Gay Actually a series as part of the UK Film Review podcast if you liked this episode we have more episodes we have a Gay Actually channel on Spotify we are working to get it on Apple Podcasts watch this space uh, for any news and announcements or just sharing queer content vibes you can follow us on Instagram at gay underscore actually and if you would like to collab or suggest any type of episode ideas, you can DM us or we have an email address. It is gayactuallyuk at gmail.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for all of that. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, lovely Joyce. Thank you, Amber, as always. Uh, take care, everyone. Have a lovely, happy Pride Month. Remember your roots. Love everyone. And goodbye. Yes. Happy Pride. Bye.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.